Greetings, Ben Marie here with another edition of Sassmetric School. Welcome. Hope you're doing well. So today, talking professional services revenue. This has been coming up a lot lately in my discussions with SAS founders. So first, what is professional services? So this is an essential department, and they set up, configure, onboard, and train your customers. So as you scale, typically you will have a dedicated department called professional services. Now, early stage SaaS, I see tech support doing this. I see customer success doing this, even maybe someone in dev uh, doing this function, but eventually roles become dedicated in SaaS companies and you have a professional services group. And service is really common when you have a product that's you know targeting mid-market enterprise customers, a more complex product that requires some sort of setup, some sort of training, onboarding. And this could be a day, this could be a couple of weeks, this could be six months, this could be two years to implement your software in your customer sites. So professional service is a key function and this is what they do. So what are standard margins on services revenue? So of course this varies widely, but generally what I wanna see is 15 to 25% services margin. That means services revenue on your PL less the expenses in your services cost center. So it's one-to-one -one relationship and I manage services like its own business unit. So of course, I've been in businesses where we've had 40 to 50% margins. We just have to be careful that we're not taking away from our ARR revenue streams. And again, that leads me to my next point that the, the ongoing, the age-old battle between sales and your PS team. So as the sales team is presenting those quotes, those offers to our customers, and we're trying to sell 100,000 of ARR, 50,000 of services, well, we're trying to keep that ARR whole. We know because we're all about recurring revenue. Our valuations are based on recurring revenue. And then we discount services. You know, we discount at 30, 40, even 50%. And of course that hurts. That hurts our services margins. Now, ideally, this doesn't always work in reality, but if a customer is pushing back on services pricing, that we reduce the scope. You know, that it's a smaller project and then maybe later we can do more with that customer. Of course, that doesn't always work. Now, you know, nice CFO perspective here, but it's that age-old battle between sales and PS because we want to keep our recurring revenue whole and then we discount the services. So we just have to be careful. We have to have discount policies in place, thresholds, approval levels for that. So we're not surprised later on. And oftentimes, early stage, I'm not, I don't have a bullet for this. Oftentimes, if we're making nice margins on services revenue, that's nice a nice source of cash. And we rely on that cash earlier, but of course we have to get off that addiction later on. So that's just the battle between sales and professional services. So my thing here is we must make margin. I've seen a lot of SaaS companies that don't charge at all for setup onboarding configuration. And that is a cost drag that depresses your gross profit. It's a strain on EBITDA, it's a strain on cash, and it depends on your profile. If you're making a lot of money, maybe not a big deal, but if you're burning cash and need to get to profitability, that is a big deal. In either setting, whether we have a ton of cash in the bank or not a, not a lot of cash, I still believe we have to make margin on our services revenue, you know, in modest you know, margins from 15 to 25%. Why? Because think, as we scale, Think about if we're a 10 millionaire company and maybe we have a professional services group of say six, we become a 20 million, 30 million, right? That department is growing. That's real expense, real headcount that we have to fund and we have to be successful in that group. So we have to, in my opinion, we have to fund that group and we at least have to make some margin because that will be pushing on our gross profit 
and pushing on our EBITDA and it could be a drain on cash. So I'm a big believer we have to make margins on our services revenue. Now to understand your margins, we have to have the proper SaaS P&L setup. We don't want services co-mingled with other revenue streams so we can isolate our service revenue, isolate our services expense and understand that margin. So this has been coming up a lot lately. So if you have a professional services team, take a look at those margins and make sure you understand the financial profile as that for me operates like its own business unit. So again, a little bit about PS today. Thanks.